interested to talk about. Anyways, what's up with you? I wish I could talk about uh, SNL, but no SNL this week. I know. It's just Miley's recap. Um, I don't know. Nothing, nothing much. Um, my uh, The GF and I are <laughs> preparing to get a D&D campaign going. Oh. I know. Someone was just telling me they were doing their first D&D campaign. Oh, it's my yeah. buddy Pat from high school. Um, Are you getting in on it? No, no. Um, uh, but I was excited that he was. Yeah, no, for sure. I was talking. I, it'll be fun. I was talking to Sam about D and D because, um, and he was saying that he, uh, he's like, I don't think I like D and D, and I was like, well, you've only had Kent as your dungeon master, so. Uh, Wait, who was saying this? Sam Rosen. When did he? When did Kent DM for him? Um, after we left. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and that was before the whole thing Kent Gate. happened. It might have been after Kent Gate. Honestly, Sam is like friends with him. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh man, I I I name dropped this podcast on on my date last night. <laughs> Why wouldn't you, man? It's a mark of quality. I know, but it's still like a douchey thing to bring up to someone. Like, oh, I have a right. podcast. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, no, I was in uh, a couple, maybe like a couple months ago, I was in line in a movie theater and someone mentioned uh, just talking about recording a podcast in public. And I was like, oh, no. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> is that me? It hit so close to home. <laughs> was did you think that the person was being douchey by talking about the podcast, or you're just uh, worried that someone would think that? I I think it was more me being worried that uh, that I was like that at some point too. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll bring it up the podcast occasionally. Really? People talk about. I live in like a hipster neighborhood. Everyone watches. Twin Peaks. Hmm. I can't. If someone's talking about Twin Peaks, I got to bring it up. <laughs> I can't not. Sure. Right. Um, but yeah. Is that the intro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Twin Peeps. What's going on? Um, I'm your host, Michael. And this is Kyle. Hey, what's up? Uh, here to talk about another episode of Twin Peaks. Uh, what mm-hmm. are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about, uh, season two, episode nine. Yeah. Oh man. So excited to talk about this episode. What it's a an episode. Nice episode. Also behind the scenes information. Um, we're, we're recording two episodes today, so mm-hmm. I may get confused as to what happened in which episodes. I mean, I have a ton <laughs> of notes, um, sure. 117 lines of notes. Oh my God. Um, a lot what? of the lines are like two words, but ah. still, um, so you went through and verbatim a lot of this. What? You like you went through and like wrote down lines people said through a lot of this. No, I I like literally I just wrote creepy buff. <laughs> <laughs> I also Great. wrote down lightning exclamation mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they'll be they'll be pretty. Uh... And the last note I made was owl question mark. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my notes end with a question mark or multiple sure. question marks. Yeah, no, this is a. Uh... Getting back into the what the hell is going on territory. Honestly, such a good episode. This show yeah. probably should have ended on this episode. I 
again, yeah, this would be actually <laughs> I wrote uh you'll actually you'll hear it in my summary. Um though speaking of, should I let that rip? Yeah, go for it. Might as well. At the very least, it'll refresh your memory as to what happened in this episode and what happened I in mean, episode 10. I watched them like two hours ago, so I think I'm pretty good, right. but let's hear it. All right. This is, with the intro. Uh, is this going to rhyme? No. Oh. It, ha- it hasn't rhymed except for that one time. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I hope every time. Sure. Sure. All right. So Albert is back. The letter O is under Maddie's nail, along with some white fur and formaldehyde. James buys Donna an engagement ring, it looks like. Uh, Norma's mom criticizes the food. Many David Lynch spoke French and also never existed. Laura shared Coop's dream. Uh, Mike is summoned again. Coop's milk is getting warmer. Ben Horn's blood work came back. Andy calls Dick Tremaine. Tajamura reveals his true identity to Ben. Donna talks to Leland about Laura's second diary. Leland offers Donna some lemonade and a dance. James takes off. Coop assembles the usual suspects and remembers Laura's secret. Giant returns Coop's ring. Coop tricks Leland into the cell and presses him for a confession. Lucy tells Dick and Andy what's about to happen. Coop recounts the details of the case. Bob relinquishes Leland with devastating results. Coop and the gang decompress. Bob hitches a ride on an owl. And this would be a great place to end the season. Very true. Yep. To end the series. Really? Well, I mean... With Bob, like, just getting away. Yeah, I've seen crazier things. Yeah. Um, anyways. I feel like it. I feel like it's setting up a third season in which they could like just track down Bob and then take care of him, and then boom. Yeah, maybe that's it's what like the, the next Star Wars show arc. will be. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into it. I'm I'm excited to talk about this. Um, Kyle, who do you have for weirdest character? <laughs> uh, well. I feel like it's it's unfortunate that we can't really do this bit now, but I feel like for the past season, we should have, like we did with favorite character for Coop, we should see if our weirdest character was or was not Leland and Bob. Yeah. Because uh, that, I think, has been mine for at least half of the, the previous mm-hmm. few episodes. Um, but like, And it still is. I'm not... Bob's, Bob slash Leland is creepy, but I wouldn't say, like... I mean, weird, but I don't know. Yeah. There's there's weirder. Well, you can definitely disagree with me. Actually, but, yeah, uh, I think I do agree. I think I agree with you because I'm trying to think of anyone weirder in that episode, and I don't really have any. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, especially during the interrogation scene, yeah. obviously. I think we're um, just going to be talking about... Um, <laughs> Uh, Leland for this entire episode. And why wouldn't you? Because Ray Wise is coming at it hard again. Yeah. Like there's there's the whole um, they go to the lady's house of Harold. Is that supposed to be Harold's mom's place? No, it was um, it was the place of the old woman who uh, with Minnie David Lynch and the creamed corn. Yeah. But like, why did she go there originally? Originally, it was part of the Meals on Wheels program. Okay. Um, she went to it again because Minnie David Lynch said, J'ai un homme solitaire, just like what was written in Harold's note. Yeah. Th- so she was going there to ask him questions as to why that happened. And then she did a John Mulaney joke. Which was? <laughs> no one's lived here in 50 uh, years. 
Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's definitely some millennium happening. Yeah. That, but that whole scene, I was just like, why is this happening? And then the episode got so much better after that. She... <laughs> Well, okay, that's, I don't think that's the episode's fault. They definitely explain that immediately before they go there. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, is your weirdest <laughs> character uh, uh, Leland Palmer slash Bob? I couldn't think of a weirder one. It's got um, It's got to be. So, like, right? Let's go over some of the weirder things in this episode. Um, weirder... Uh, just weirder characters? No, weirder like, things that he's that he does in this episode. Ah. Uh, let's see. What are my first notes? The first thing I have him that's notable for me is uh, Leland's talking to the old man. Not the giant, but the, um, the waiter from the Great Northern. The old guy. Yeah. And Leland goes, I know that gum. I used to chew it as a kid. Oh. That's my most favorite gum in the world. I, there's a lot of gum stuff. And there's gum in the next episode, too. Yeah. And the giant, of course, goes, that, or the giant slash old man goes, that gum you like is going to come back in style. Yeah. Oh, we've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Also, um, who else was chewing gum? Um, I think... Leland chewed gum. Yeah, he was chewing uh, when he found out about Maddie being gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that scene was probably, I, I mean, this really flows into the weirdest scene. Um, mm-hmm. But that scene with uh, Leland and Maddie, even though some Donna. really fucked up shit happens later, that was just like the weir- the weirdest for me. Leland and Donna, you mean? Yeah, Leland and Donna. Donna comes by asking about Maddie. Yeah. The police are there. Donna kind of puts two and two together. And then because Leland was like trying to dance with her, quote unquote, and then Grabs From her. the viewer's perspective, he's about to murder her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she kind of puts those two things together. Also, uh, also weird. Um, he hands her a glass of lemonade, and it does not look like lemonade. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It's like very like dark. <laughs> it's like brownish. Ugh. It looked Maybe disgusting. it's an army palmer? What? Maybe it's an army palmer? Hopefully. He said lemonade. I know. There's lemonade in Arnie Palmer's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole scene was just very, very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. A lot of tension in it. But um, Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to go uh, is my weirdest scene. What do you got? I, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I think we just need <laughs> to get past this these boilerplate ones. Right, right, right. Um, that was definitely a contender. I, I made a note of it. I kind of figured that it would be one of <laughs> one of yours. Um so I didn't, uh, I, I've got backups. Um, let's see the, uh, Laura's diary reading is a little bit weird, not because of the scene itself, but because of the facts that are revealed during it. Yeah. Where she knows it's her dad. Yeah. Uh, why didn't she tell anyone? Um, who knows? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of soap opera rules. And then also, um, you know, so if like, if you're being terrorized by a family member, it's, I think it's weird for that. Like if you're, if you're, if a parent is abusive, you don't, a lot of kids don't immediately like run to the police and say, Hey, my parents abusive. 
okay, I can, you know, solid point. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. I also had um, <laughs> Mike summoning. Yeah. Oh, again. Um, also, on the reading of uh, when Donna is reading that, um, it zooms in super hard on her mouth. Right. Uh, that was a very interesting choice. <laughs> Directorially. It kind of yeah. worked. Yeah. It's better than all of the undercranking that happened in the previous episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, those. I mean, Leland and Donna's dance definitely had the most tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get like the, the interrogation, but since I already had Leland as my weirdest character, I didn't want to double dip. I mean, we're going to be doing a lot of double dipping in this episode. I feel like, cause there's some scenes that are really, uh, significant. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, did, uh, out of curiosity, did you have any backups? Like, did you rank them at all? No. I mean, honestly, this episode wasn't particularly weird. Um, it, like, it was just revelatory. Yeah. I mean, it had a bunch of really good scenes and good performances. Um, yeah. There's a scene I really liked with James. Um, oh, yeah. Where he's, uh, or is it the one with him and Donna? Yeah, well, I mean, there's the first scene where they get engaged, and actually, Sorry. that's a great uh, segue to Batter David Lynch, um, <laughs> uh, when he proposes to her, and he says, like, he's talking about sizing the ring, and he's like, but I bet it'll be perfect. It's yeah. so terrible. The way he delivered that was just terrible. As they sl- as the ring gets slid onto her finger, yeah, ugh, I just like rolled my eyes. That's totally my batter, David Lynch. But well, like, um, so that I I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on that ring because the because it goes on Donna's left hand ring finger, right? I don't know any. Of the, I don't know any of the stuff about those rules. No, that's that's like exclusively reserved for an engagement and a wedding ring. Okay, well they're engaged. Well, but he doesn't say like, "Hey, we should get married." He just kind of—it seems almost like a promise ring, not like a promise ring, because that's something different. But you know, like a long-term relationship ring. I mean, he says <laughs> he wants to be with her forever, or something like that, or for like for a long time. I don't yeah. think he says, "I want to be with you for a long time." I think he says, "I don't know." But it isn't like we should be around together. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's something weird. It's not like I want to be with you together. Like his verbiage does not imply, at least to me, it doesn't imply engagement. It just implies like long-term commitment. I thought it, I took it as a, like an engagement slash promise ring, like somewhere in between where they know that they're, they want to get engaged soon. Yeah. I, yeah. That, like that's kind of it, but it's not like an actual engagement ring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. The fact and the fact that it was just on her left ring finger was also weird for me. Yeah. Um but so that was my Batter David Lynch scene. But then later yeah. in the episode I see um It's after the news about Maddie has gotten around town. Yeah. Uh Donna is at a lake and James drives up and I wrote, Ugh, another scene at the lake with James. <laughs> and it was <laughs> but a this really one goes good better. scene. I wrote huh? it was actually amazing. Um, yeah. James delivered a great performance. The music, there's a bunch of new music cues that are going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, the music was really good. He was saying how the world is going to go to hell. It doesn't matter what happens. 
Um, it doesn't matter what they do. People are going to keep dying. Yeah. Oh, it was really good scene. I really, really liked it. Um, mm. So, yeah. I I'm, I'm, have very positive feelings about this episode. The first, like, quarter of the episode had some big missteps. But other than that, it was super solid. Yeah, no. Uh, I thought you'd also like that scene because it's the scene where, scene where James just pieces out. He's like, all right, guys, I'm out Do we never see him again? Well, no. You do. Unfortunately, you see him again. Oh, okay. But we don't see but, a lot of him? Well, well, we'll see. Yeah. But as a first-time watcher, it really is strongly implied that, oh, James is just gone. Oh, I didn't think he was gone forever. No. <laughs> I thought he was coming back. He just got, like, engaged. Well... What, uh, all right, we'll have to watch. And, like, people are so, even when people come back in the show, um, not from dead, um, but, I mean, right. I mean, Maddie Ferguson is kind of like Laura coming back from the dead. <laughs> and then uh, who's the FBI what would, guy? What would James's Maddie be like? Who's the FBI guy again? Albert. I thought Albert was gone and Albert's back. Yeah, I totally forgot that he came back for this uh, second investigation, but I'm really glad that he He, was. like, there was a big thing of him leaving, and I was upset about it, and yep. he's back. I mean, by big thing, it really was Gordon Cole just showing up and being like, Albert's not coming back. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But he's back, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Anyways, sorry, yeah, we're okay. bouncing all around, but I'm excited. Uh, hey, man. What's your it's better all, David Lynch scene? It's all about Twin Peaks. Um I actually put down a couple of things. Um, one of them, my first one, probably the one I'll go for as my main, uh, <laughs> my main pick, is the just the campiness of the electrician overhearing Andy and Lucy's Ugh. conversation. I totally about, forgot. I t- that's totally on my list. Oh, it was <laughs> a good setup though for later in the episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, oh, that scene was rough, but. I did like some of uh, that scene, though. Yeah, there, there's parts. It's more, it literally is just them. I think whenever they really try to be funny, yeah, it's going to be weird. They don't like, know how to use Andy in a funny way. Right. And so they have the electrician being like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. totally right. Um. Oh, can I guess another one? Is it uh, when Catherine Martell shows up to uh, uh, Ben Horn's cell? Ben Horn, and he's like kissing it, her foot. Yep, it one hundred percent is. Yeah, there's that. Um, also, but but in that scene, um, uh, Ben before he started kissing her feet gave like mm-hmm. a really good performance of like a broken man. Right. Um, and then once he realized it was her, that scene. Got a lot worse. <laughs> Rode off the rails. Um, but I was really on board with it. Um, sure. He like him broken down is just like so much more interesting than like cocky Ben Horn. Yeah, no, and that's like since we had so much time with him as cocky Ben Horn, it's a great change for the character. Yeah, he's like all disheveled and oh, it's great. yeah, he's he's about to go through some shit in season two. It'll. It'll be interesting to get your reactions on it. Yeah. Um, like, they change his character a bit, but for me personally, I actually don't mind it. Like, I, I think it's kind of interesting. But we'll, we'll see what you we'll see what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my third one for Batter David Lynch was the uh, when the lightning crashes and 
everyone's face is illuminated in the roadhouse. And there's literally just a freeze frame shot of everyone's face oh, when Cooper's determining who's guilty. I like that. <laughs> they did. Okay. So I'm going to, they did some cool, like some risky effects. Um, the beginning it was in slow motion, was a, a little bit slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone walking in slow mo. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the zoom in on Donna's mouth was interesting. I like that they tried that. Um, they did mm-hmm. fun stuff with the lightning and I like the, I like the freeze frames. I thought it was cool. Just like, I don't know. It seemed, uh, it seemed cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I, I understand why you wouldn't like it. I, it's, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just kind of odd. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it was something where even if it was like motion shots of everyone's face for the same amount of time, I would kind of get it. But it literally was freeze frame, stop time, right as the lightning crashes, everyone's face gets shown on the screen briefly as if to remind us, like, these are the people in the room. We're going to go through and, like, find out who it is. It's also weird because the audience knows who it is at this point, you know? Mm -hmm. It's literally more just for Coop's benefit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I, I didn't think it was, like... Saying who was guilty, I thought, or who it could have been, because we knew who it was, right? Well, it's like those the people assembled there, with a couple of exceptions, like Garland Briggs, and I love how much Garland Briggs has been in some episodes recently. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, let's see. Uh, so Garland Briggs was uh, was Big Ed there? Yep. Okay. Yeah, with the exception of Briggs, Big Ed, and the waiter, pretty much everyone else had been under suspicion at some point. It was like all the dudes. Um, yeah. It was really cool that everyone was there. Um, I love how this place is like the Bookhouse Boys meet there. They <laughs> conduct trials there. Yeah. Um, it's just a bar. It's basically like a community center for a town without a community center. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also weird that they like released Ben Horn and then or like all right we're locking you up again I knew it was obvious that it was like a trap even though I don't know why they just didn't arrest Leland right there yeah that's that is a little strange I think they Um, wanted there to be like a twist I think they honestly it was just totally for storytelling purposes (laughs) just for the audience to be like oh Coop still thinks that's Ben wait wait, no are you saying you did like that scene or, or you just didn't you were iffy. i like the scene i just i thought the freeze frames i thought the freeze frame was a little not great okay um but I, yeah everything else i like the setup like what it is but like if you're gonna go through and wasn't there like a sound effect at with every scene like with every frame is like uh, lightning striking or something like that yeah yeah it was like a small little musical hit of like bum 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 bomb but even quieter than that it's just like you could just show you could be more subtle about it and just show like a moving image of everyone's face Mm -hmm. i don't know it's nitpicky but it was it felt a little cheesy just with the freeze frame stuff you know yeah or maybe you don't (laughs) anyways um worst police work um is there anything we could say other than uh, like just the concept of 
an FBI agent getting all these potential suspects into one room to just f- wait for something mysterious to happen. Right. Uh, yeah. He. <laughs> so, <laughs> Albert. Albert explicitly tells Coop. He basically just signs go on your, off. He says, go on your vision quest or whatever at one point. Yep. <laughs> In the beginning Dude, of the episode. I think it's so cool that he would say something like that, but then totally back. Like, later in the episode, he's like, well, like, talking about people's dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he's sarcastic about it, but it sounds like he believes it. Right, right, right. Um, and so when uh, when Coop rounds up all of the uh, all the usual suspects into the roadhouse, um, he goes on this mini diatribe about all the tribulations that he's had to go through in order to catch this killer. And he mentions what he did in order to try to suss out the truth. And he mentions among his, uh, his tactics, Tibetan method, instinct, luck, and dot, dot, dot magic. Yeah. He was, he had to go to just the magic. Right. And then the, a lightning crashes once he says magic and it's great. Yeah, but were, he's basically telling this people, this group of people who are not law enforcement, that yeah, I'm just gonna let magic do this for me. Yeah, they went a little crazy with the um, uh, whatever it's called, um, lightning. But no, nah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, but just, yeah, the fact that an FBI agent is literally telling a group of pedestrians that, you know what, I'm winging it here. I got lucky, and now I'm going to let tarot cards just determine what I'm going to do here, Mm -hmm. more or less. Yeah, but you know what, I'm having fun. (laughs) It's gotten results. Yeah, and that's the thing I mentioned a while back. It's the police work in this show dips its toes into reality, but a lot of it is not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually something better for us to talk about next episode. But mm-hmm. like, true, it really seems like Truman's a, like a straight up skeptic. Um, yeah, yeah, and he goes more into it the next episode. But like, he has a hard time dealing with what's going on. Um, right, we'll talk about it and, next episode. Yeah, as as he should. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, a lot of sketchy police work. Um, can we just move on to the fun stuff? Because <laughs> there's um, there's so many good scenes I just want to talk about, but we got to do the regular yeah, stuff. Yeah, do the bits. Uh, do I bits. do music cue? Yeah, um, th- that's totally for me. I already talked about it. The scene of James and Don at the lake. The mm-hmm. music really helped that scene out a lot, and yep. it like um, it like I was like super emotionally invested in it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um. That was a good one. I also put down uh, Laura's theme while Leland is confessing and remembering all of, like, all of what Bob did to Laura as him. Mm-hmm. But he kind of can't reconcile that. He still thinks that it was him, like it was he who did it. Um, it's just it's reusing that theme that we've heard so much of now, and hopefully that we've come to kind of associate with Laura that hearing it again. It's you know it's it's well used there. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have a different one? Uh, no that oh, that was my that was my that was the one I wrote down was Laura's theme. Yeah. Um, 
in the interrogation. Oh, in the interrogation, Chuck. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Favorite character. Yeah. Um, could Is it, it Coop? Could it be Coop? I actually think it might be. Very interesting. Um, yeah. I disagree with you. What? Um, I mean, who else could I be thinking other than Coop? You know, Bobby. I. I'll, wait, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Leland. Leland Palmer slash Bob. Oh. Amazing performance in this episode. Sure. Um, when he is in the interrogation room, Hawk has a gun pointed at him. And he's just like talking and he's so creepy and he's like really terrifying. Um, it was really, really good. Yeah. No, I I made him a note of him being a contender, but I've picked him a lot yeah. <laughs> lately. So I figured I'll, um, I'll give it to old Coop. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Coop's a solid choice too. He he was really strong at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, in the sprinkler, like talking to Leland and... And the fact that he hasn't really had much to do the past few episodes, like getting some more classic Coop moments back, yeah. was nice to see as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, like hanging out in the woods mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> with Colonel Briggs there for no reason. Oh, it's so great. Uh, no, no, uh, Garland uh, Garland invited him to go fishing. Yeah. That was a fishing trip. Wait, that but no, the fishing trip hadn't happened That was yet. the fishing trip. It was like a weekend fishing trip. That's what he takes the skunk butt lure to go do. Um, That's in the next episode. Wait, what? In the end of episode nine. Oh, you mean when, uh, sorry, yeah, after, uh, not when, okay, when Garland is with all of the officers, not when it's just Cooper yeah. Garland. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. No, well, you said Coop and Garland, and I was like, what? They were no, in the woods with other people, were, too. They were, right. Um, but, yeah, he had some good yeah, lines. Yeah, that, that is weird that he's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had some good lines. Yeah, Coop had some good lines. Um, it, him talking in the roadhouse was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Ray Wise is, has been killing it the past few episodes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, big uh, revelation um, we found out. Um, there's the, uh, whatever it's called, um, the fact that the entire show, Leland has been uh, hosting Bob. has Bob. been inhabiting Leland. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, as, as it's kind of alluded to and loosely explained, uh, especially through Mike, because the way that Mike possesses Philip Gerard is the exact same way that Bob possesses Leland. Yeah. Um, the possession doesn't happen. It's not a constant possession. Or rather, it's constant, but Bob is not in control all of the time. Yeah. Same way that Mike is not in control of Philip all of the time. Mm-hmm. They just kind of take over every now and then to go. For Bob, it's to like satiate a hunger for fear and pleasure. So when... Leland killed Jean Renault? That that's ambiguous. We we don't really know about that. Okay. Because um, his hair changed after that murder, but not the other murders that he committed. Right. So right. I think it might actually that might actually have been Leland. It could have been. Yeah. It very well could have. He was in a an emotional state 
that mm-hmm. was conducive to not like irrational behavior. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, uh, uh, good stuff. I don't know. I was, this was such a good episode. Um, yeah. Uh, favorite scene. Well, hold on. I want to, oh. <laughs> can we, if we're, uh, let's see. I gotta, I gotta just gotta talk about why Coop is great here for a sec. Oh, please try to explain character. how he's better than Leland's amazing character. I mean, uh, again, better is a little bit of a tough choice. Mm. Um, let's see. He gives a he gives a very charismatic thumbs up, which is great. Oh, that's great! Great thumbs up! Great thumbs up! Uh, the ruse that they pull on Leland it is purely for the viewer's benefit, but it's also kind of classic coop, you know, yeah. like being the super cop. Very unnecessary. So unnecessary, but pretty great um and then i wrote down the uh what he says to leland as leland is basically passing away mm-hmm. it's so good it's so zen yeah it was very like you'll be with your daughter it was very um should i read it out please all right so uh Coop's like holding Leland in his hands, basically. Also, I uh, didn't realize Leland was dying until the next episode. Really? Yeah, I thought he was just like tired <laughs> and from like it was because I felt like um, he was bleeding pretty heavily. Bob left his body and yeah, uh, yeah, right because he killed him. <laughs> I left him for dead, yeah. basically. Um. All right, uh, Leland, Leland, the time for, uh, the time has come for you to seek the path. Your soul has set you face-to-face with the clear light, and you are now about to experience it in its reality, wherein all things are like the void and cloudless sky, and the naked, spotless intellect is like a transparent vacuum without circumference or center. Leland, in this moment, know yourself and abide in that state. Look to the light, Leland. Find the light. Into the light, Leland. Into the light. Into the light, Leland. Into the light. Don't be afraid. And he delivers it way better than I did. Yeah. And it's a very emotional scene. It's also very interesting that he's basically just shepherding this guy into death, not trying to resuscitate him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, oh, yeah, he's he's a goner. Well, let's just mitigate the pain and rather than have him try to <laughs> rather than have him try to pull through. Just, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Great, great acting. I was I was super on board. Yeah. All right. Favorite scene. Sorry about. Um. That. Wait. Actually, uh, I want to ask more questions about the uh, uh, specifics of Bob because that's very confusing to me. Sure. Um. The sprinkler going off. Did that like? What did that have to do with Bob? Because it seemed like it set him off somehow. Does water have anything to do with Bob? Basically how it seems, what, I can't say that that's necessarily explained in the show because I don't really remember, Um, but I think visually what it's meant to convey is um, that the water allows him to escape. It's like a a medium through which he can escape. Okay. Okay. because, yeah, there's a lot of shots of water this episode. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's actually, I don't know if it's this episode or the next one, um, but there's like a shot of... Just like a pipe. A pipe dripping water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think that visually is to imply that Bob is kind of still out there and we don't really know where he is. He's in transit somewhere. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Okay. So yeah. Uh, favorite scene. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a bunch of scenes that I really like, but I mean, I think my favorite was just like once Leland was in the interrogation room and then especially once the sprinkler started going off, just, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, so the performance of, uh, what's the actor's name? Ray Wise. Ray Wise is just so good. Um, is he still around? Yeah, he does a lot of uh, Adult Swim stuff, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and he still he, does not have white hair. No, yeah, it's just kind of gray. Um, he's also in a Beach House video, that band that I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that video is directed by Eric Warheim of Tim and Eric. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not really interested. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not selling it. I'm just saying. Yeah. That is a recent thing. They oh. Did. Um. I actually saw a um, uh, a Twin Peaks cast member in uh, Captain Phillips when I was watching that the other day. Oh, who was that? Um, the guy who plays Hank. Oh. Um. He nice. plays like just a random crew member. Sure. Very much more believable as like a random crew member on that show. <laughs> Just like he fits into it so well. We were like, yeah, he seems like a guy who's like in a union and is like unhappy about his job. Yeah. <laughs> he like fits into it very, very well. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. No, uh, that that scene is pretty great. It was definitely my top contender. Um, it's, it's again, it's a scene where my two top contenders for favorite characters get mm-hmm. basically they have their the best moments of this uh, episode, I yeah, think. Yeah, as he dies, it was uh, it was very uh, good. But, I mean, there's just, like, them in the roadhouse was really good. Um, that was my backup for favorite scene. Uh, that, that Honestly, my favorite scene might actually be that scene with uh, um, Donna and James at the... It, um, it's not. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know. But I just, it, it, like, I was just, like, surprised. I, I was affected. It's a um, good runner-up. And let's, then... Let's leave it at that. How the about? scene of... Uh, Donna and Leland was good. Mm-hmm. Um, when they would cut to like Bob screaming uh, when he was playing <laughs> the record was really creepy. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. There, it, there's still a lot of stuff in season two that is great. You know. Yeah. There's, um, there's like this is honestly one of the best episodes of the show. Sure. That I've seen yeah, so far, despite the somewhat the couple missteps in the first bit of it. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it really pulls I, it around. It's like there's a lot of like vignettes in this show, almost. Yeah, um, like that whole stuff with the omelet. Um, that whole subplot is just so boring. <laughs> with uh, Norma and Empty Wentz. Yeah, which we'll talk about in the next episode a little right. more, but not even worth talking about now. Right, right, right. Um, um, yeah, no. Uh, so Roadhouse interrogation. And then Donna and James. Yeah, good stuff. They're great. Um, oh, and the scene with um, 
Catherine Martel in the yellow face with um, uh, Ben Horn. Ben's monologue is really good before he starts kissing her feet. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, even after, <laughs> even after, even after he starts kissing the feet, it's still a weird scene. But uh, because he's, the actor, he's like he has nothing left. Right. Exactly. And I think the actor still plays that pretty well. Oh, absolutely. Through all of the uh, the actions that he's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like we've, like, talked about every good scene there is. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing this, like, 40 minutes. Should we go through our notes? I mean, I I kind of did. I like the really? super cool. Uh, sure, I'll go over my notes. I got. Yeah. Um, super cool slow-mo intro. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold was is great. back. I was With all the that. Uh, all the dudes just walking down. Being yeah, cool. I actually wrote that guy is back. Exclamation mark! What's his name again? Oh my god, it's Albert. Albert. Oh, I just called him Arnold. Damn it. <laughs> um, his line going a vision quest or whatever was awesome. Right. Um, That's also. Uh, I have a note here of Hawk saying, uh, you're on the path. You don't need to know where it leads. Just follow. You know what? I feel like if Coop said that, I'd be on board, but it seems racist because they had Hawk say it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, half of what Hawk says is going to be a little questionable. Yeah. Because the writers really kind of play that up. What's great is that he plays a sheriff in uh, an X-Files episode. Yeah. And the X-Files, that season that he's a part of, has some not great stuff with Native American culture in it as far as, like, like appropriating and all that, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But they really managed to make him not be like Hawk, (laughs) where he's he's just a sheriff, and he happens to, like, oversee this one reservation. Oh, interesting. So he's a person. I know, yeah. He's not just a caricature. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, what else do I have? I said, uh, did James, just, did James just, just propose to Donna? Also, Donna seems to kind of imply that they went to Bone Zone the previous night. Yeah, she does talk about last night. Yeah, like last night was really great. Yeah. Um, All right, good on him. There's the omelet stuff. Uh, Andy speaking in French. Right, repeating, j'ai un homme solitaire. Yeah. Um, then there's that Solitaire. whole thing with the lady not existing, and I just didn't care. Mrs. Tremont, yep. Um, it's just so not, it's just like so outside of like the interesting parts. <laughs> They're kind of throwing things at a at a dartboard, seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, conversation with the water sprinkler guy. <laughs> Catherine yep. Martell in yellow face. I've, I've really gone through every one of my notes. Um, yeah. Um, we mentioned that, uh, so through Laura's diary, we know that she knows that Bob was Leland, right? Yeah, how does she know that? Because Bob, she can sense, she knows that it is Bob, um, mm-hmm. but she also knows that the body is her dad, right? Yeah. And like, it, it, I think it's implied that she was experiencing similar uh, paranormal phenomenon like Coop was with like the the small man in the red room. She shared the dream with Cooper, where uh, she walks over to him, whispers in his ear that her father killed her, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, somehow she must have found a name. Like, she must have picked up on that name somehow. I'm not sure how, but she did. Yeah. Um, hey, I have to apologize right now. My roommate just started playing guitar super loudly. Um, I, I don't know how much of the, that will be picked up, but... I'm actually not really hearing it, so... Huh. Okay. I'd be fine. Okay. Um, but it's also revealed in that diary that uh, she predicted and basically guaranteed her own death. I don't know what she thought was going to happen by her dying. I think because she think said she it understood would put, like, that a stop Bob... to it or something. Huh? She said it would like put a stop to it or something. It would put a stop to the torment and the pain. What does that even mean? It means that Bob wouldn't. Bob, aka her father, wouldn't be able to torture and rape her anymore. Basically. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is what we're talking about here. Rough stuff. Um, but yeah, so she says, uh, and since she kind of, I think she has some knowledge that Bob is a um, an otherworldly entity somehow. Mm-hmm. She's pretty much resigned to the fact that there's not really much of a way that she can rely on authorities or anything like that. So it's kind of Except she perceived it to be her only way out. Coop could have helped. Yeah, if he was there, if he had precogged mm-hmm. and found out that that was going to happen, maybe. But unfortunately, it was a little too little, too late. Yeah, good enough. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike is oddly both helpful and really unhelpful when they summon him. So he talks about finding the golden circle, which he references as being a metaphor for appetite and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coop puts that together pretty quickly. He says, oh yeah, it's my ring that the giant took. And then also, <laughs> right after that though, Coop is like, but I don't know where to start. How do I do all of these things? And Mike's like, you have all the clues you need. And it's like, dude, you what? No, so, help. <laughs> it seems like you really know something, but you're not being helpful. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it was con- uh, it was kind of confusing. Yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, let's see. Donna wore Laura's sunglasses when she went over to Leland's house, which seemed like kind of a dick thing to do. Yeah, but like she seemed suspicious of him before. I th- yeah, I thought she was like trying to get something out of him by doing that. See, I thought it was. I thought the meeting was. I, I can I know what you mean when it seemed like she was suspicious of him. I didn't think that that meeting was under like false pretenses though. She really just wanted to stop by and say hello. Yeah, or to see if uh to see if she, uh Leland had heard anything from Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. Um Let's see gum. Oh, there's the owl at the end. Um There's the owl at the end. So yep. it's implied that uh, Bob is now in the form of an owl. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, he's either taken control of an owl. He's in the form of an owl or I think most more at the most general, if we want to keep it pretty high level, we can say that the owls are very clearly tied to Bob somehow, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is also a line from Albert that I really like. 
in at the end when he's talking with uh, Coop, Truman, and Garland for some reason. It's there. Um, and they're all kind of running through the case. Um, and I think Harry says something and Coop, uh, Coop shoots him down. Or Harry's like, man, is it, is it really just like this evil spirit? Like, that's so weird to think about. And Coop goes, is it any weirder than like a father raping his and murdering his daughter? I wasn't sure yeah. if that was a great line or just very depressing. Oh, that was very depressing. But then also Albert, uh, they're kind of talking about what Bob might actually be if he uh, is actually existing. And Albert goes, maybe that's all Bob is, the evil that men do. Yeah, I remember I that. That was, a, that was a cool concept. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I feel like I have to sit on this for a little while. It was, it was very interesting. Yeah, no, it, I, and it's stuff that we're not gonna, you'll have to finish the series in order to really establish a firm opinion on it, I think. To um, understand the mythology better? Especially in the final few episodes, they really start getting into some of that stuff. Okay, so we have not seen The Last of Bob. No, no, and I think it's heavily implied that we haven't. Yeah. Um, by, like, the blood mm-hmm. rushing through the drains. Yeah, um, I think that was also kind of how he got out is he like when the sprinklers came on, he knows that that was his time to get out. And it might have been through the blood, mm-hmm. like through Leland's blood that he was able to slip through the drain. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely something about water. It's uh, something about water. Right. Um, um, yeah. He But he is traveling through that kind of physical medium somehow yeah just somehow that's necessary um also bob was like kind of speaking in rhymes and at one point he rhymed insane with again and it was i was very unhappy about that rhyme the well it's like the shakespearean again yeah okay well he doesn't really do it but i think that's the rhyme that they're going for and i was not on board um what's also interesting is that that rhyme is uh it's a continuation of the rhyme that we've been hearing throughout the, se- the series of like uh, magician, like the magician longs to see one chance between two worlds, fire walk with me. There's a line before that, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Um, and then Bob continues the rhyme from there. Yeah. Well, as if to imply that we haven't been privy to the whole rhyme. We've only been privy to the first half. Well, I'm not crazy about uh, rhyming insane with again. Again. So. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's still a tricky rhyme. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's not the best. It's like Apologin with Kanye, you know? I don't know. going to say something when you're going to, like, why say something if you're going to end up Apologin instead of apologizing? Yeah. Yeah. I think Kanye can get way better with it than uh, David Lynch. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the end of my notes because they're kind of in order. Um, yeah. Did you say you had a mystery pit this up? Uh, no. What? <laughs> oh, oh, I do, but that's something I have to record separately. Um, so maybe I'll do it for next week. All right. Yeah. I'll, but it's a good idea. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it between episodes and 
actually, if if we don't like it, maybe just my description of it can be the next mystery bit. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at uh, we're at fifty two. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think that's it. Um, it's a really good episode. It's so good, and the next one is also very good, but for different reasons. I'm I'm honestly more excited to talk about this next episode because I mean, like, the last episode is very heavy on plot. Like Leland is. It's just really good. And it's great. Um, what can you say about things that are really good? It's like, yeah, they're good. Yeah. All right. But uh, there's a, there's some shit that goes on next episode. So I'm excited to talk about that. Well, yeah. uh, peep on Twinning, everybody. Yeah, but peep on Twinning. We'll peep you next week. Yeah. Um, and let's wrap up the episode with um, uh, David Lynch telling us what his favorite... Uh, brand uh, or t- soft drink is. Oh no, that's terrible. Never mind. Um, what's good, Kyle? What's a good reference? Because they're talking about lemonade. My favorite brand of gum. Oh, that's good. Wait, hold on. Can we do that again? Can we edit this? You're what do you mean? This. We're on the phone. Oh god damn it! All right, bye. <laughs> it's double mint. Oh god. All right, bye. <laughs>